Hello and welcome to another podcast, another episode. Uh, Bob from California, lovely to hear from you. Bob came up with an idea, families. And I was thinking, that, that's perfect. Yeah, I'll talk about families in the old days and now. And then I realised, going back through all the episodes, I've done that. But no reason not to do it again, Bob. So excellent, nice to hear from you. And Bob also says he likes the weather reports because living in California where he is, they've got their weather, I mean, their summers are lovely. Oh, I went to California in 19, was it 1975, went there, stayed there for three weeks with uh, some relations. Fantastic place, Los Angeles, absolutely fantastic place. Um, I, I came back and everyone said, oh, I bet you want to live in America now. And I didn't. I said, no, 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 I, I liked California. Yeah, we drove around a lot, went to various places, but I was pleased to get home. I'd... <laughs> Now, would I like to live there now? I don't know. The one thing I do miss is the weather because I've been out for a walk this morning and it's cold. It's just horrible. <laughs> Mind you, we're only, where are we? Uh, I don't even know what month we're in. March, aren't we now? Yes, we're into March. So that's good. Of course, also the children like the summer, not least because it's summer holiday. You get off school. I used to love the summer. It meant no school for six weeks. Brilliant. I was talking to my mum the other day about children and uh, I forget what brought the subject up, but we were just talking about, well, families, basically. So there's a coincidence, Bob. Talking about families, talking about children. And she was saying that children do need boundaries. They need sort of, uh, not so much dis or discipline, obviously, but she was saying about boundaries. You know, no, you don't do this. You're not allowed to do that. It's kind of rules, I suppose, that they can work by and understand you know you're not allowed to do this you can do that but not this I suppose that's where they learn the difference right and wrong and we were just saying that some families I don't know there, there are no <laughs> there are no rules or boundaries I remember a friend of mine at school he he had a funny setup not so much rules and boundaries but I've just reminded myself of this his it was rather odd I went back to his place one night, uh, one night, one afternoon after school, you know, kind of four o'clock. Uh, he was selling a radio, a little transistor radio. He wanted two shillings for it. Imagine that, two shillings. I bought it. Anyway, he said, come back after school. I had my two Bob in my pocket. And, uh, oh, Bob, by the way, it's not Bob's name in California. Two Bob, two Bob bit, that was it. Two shillings was two Bob. Uh, all shillings were Bob. You know, what do you want for that? Five Bob. Why his shillings were called Bob? I don't know. Anyway. I went back to his place, lovely bungalow, nice bungalow. His his parents obviously had a bit of money, went in there and his mum's, oh, hello, glass of orange juice and a, a biscuit and all this. I was, what, 13, 14, I suppose, just before I left school, because I left at 14. I've told you that before, I've ruptured my liver and all that, left school at 14. Anyway, he said, uh, right, I'll show you the radio. And he, I followed him out to the back garden. I thought he had a shed or something as a, a den, you know, and there was a gate in the garden fence. And this gate went into next door's garden. There were two semi-detached bungalows. Went into the garden next door, and I'm thinking, where are we going? Back door was open, and he walked in there and said, Dad, Dad, it's only me. And his dad came out. Oh, hello, how are you doing? He said, yeah, yeah, this is Ray, come to buy my little radio for two bob. And I thought, how come they own, they've got two bungalows? This is nice. Perhaps they're gonna knock it through and make it into one bungalow. I'm thinking they must have a lot of money. Anyway, it transpired, there's a good word, <laughs> it transpired that his parents had split up, divorced, because they're always arguing. 
he told me later, always rowing. So what they did, they split up. Uh, his dad bought the bungalow next door and apparently they got on really well. They didn't argue because they didn't live together, but they got on well. They were divorced. I'm sure I've got that right. They were divorced, but they lived next door to each other and they had the, the gate and the, the fence so they could pop in and out, have a cup of tea or coffee together, whatever. And he said it worked out really well. And of course he had... He had two places to go to, his mum's or his dad's. <laughs> he lived with his mum, his bedroom was there. But uh, it reminded me uh, later on, or a programme reminded me of him later on. Do you remember my wife next door? Was it John Alderton? Ald Alderton? Uh, he was in Please, sir, wasn't he? He was the teacher. Uh, yeah, my wife next door is about a couple that had split up and they lived next door to each other. And of course, they still saw a lot of each other. I didn't really watch it. I wasn't that much into it, but I did see the odd episode. And that reminded me of this chap I knew at school. Yeah, his parents got on really well, uh, living apart. <laughs> so there we are, talking of families. Um, that's what reminded me of that. Uh, also, the garden, was uh, that was nice because both of them were into gardening, which was odd. I remember him telling me, because he showed me around the garden. But they liked different things. His mum had always wanted a garden with a lot of lawn and, and flowers. His dad had always wanted a pond, a big pond. So he had his big pond in his garden and the mum had all her flowers. So it worked out well. I was looking at people's gardens on uh, one of my walks. It's, it's lovely how some people, they make a real effort. You know, their front gardens are lovely. They've got daffodils coming up, crocus, signs of spring. The lawn's nice, so everything's nice. They've got pot plants. It really is sort of looked after, well kept. And yet you come to the next garden and it's an absolute tip. Ours used to be a tip before we had it paved uh, so we could park the car on the front because the parking in our road, well, there is no parking really. The road is that narrow. So what a lot of people have done is pave over the front garden so you can park a couple of cars there. It's a shame. I, I would far rather have a nice front garden, but what do we do with the car? The road's narrow. If we all parked in the road, it, well, you wouldn't get the dust cart, fire engine, stuff like that, just wouldn't be able to get through. It is a shame that we can't have a nice front garden. But as I was saying, you walk along the various roads around the place, the various houses, the gardens. Some are absolutely lovely and others are just a rubbish dump. I mean, ours, when we moved in here, was a bit of a rubbish dump. The driveway, where some of it had been paved over, and it was sort of crumbling. There was a, what was it? There was an old fireplace out there in the front, half buried. So we had to sort all that out. But we did have it paved. But what we did do was leave a, a border one side, about, what, a yard, I suppose, a metre wide and whatever feet long. And we've got shrubs there, little plants, daffodils coming up. Because you need something. I don't think... If everyone just concreted over the entire street, <laughs> we'd probably get flooded. But I do like a little bit of greenery out there, especially in the spring. But uh, some gardens, are, I mean, you wonder why they've got a garden. Why don't they just pave it over? Because they're just full of rubbish. I passed one the other day, quite a, about a mile away from here. And in the front garden, it's been there forever. There's an old mattress dumped there. And old bits of furniture just all dumped in this front garden. I don't know. It's a shame because it spoils it for the neighbours. Luckily in our road, you know, all the gardens are rather nice. Most people, as I say, have got a driveway. But uh, they're looked after. 
basically there are too many cars, aren't there? That's the problem. There are too many cars on the roads. What can you do, though? You can't say to people, well, I suppose you could say one car per family. No, you can't do that. Some families have four cars. You, you, you can't say you're only allowed to have one. I don't know what the answer is. I do know one thing, though. It will only get worse. Every year there are more and more people in the country, in the world. Every year there are more and more cars. Every year more and more roads being gridlocked. What's the answer? I've no idea. I wonder when I'll stop driving. What am I, 70 now, coming up 71? When will I stop driving? I've probably got another good 10 years, haven't I, behind the wheel? Oh no, you're thinking, oh no, goodness me, not another decade of you behind the wheel. <laughs> oh dear. What do you think of electric cars? Initially, I thought, brilliant idea. Absolutely brilliant. But now I'm hearing about charging the batteries. Uh, I mean, if we have one, we can park on our driveway and charge it from the house, the cable from the house. If you've got no driveway, you've got to run a cable across the pavement or wherever. What do you do? I don't know. Plus, they reckon the national grid, the electricity grid, will just kind of grind to a halt. Everyone plugs their, their car in overnight to charge and uh, all the generators grind to a halt. They can't handle it. I don't know, another interesting one, that. But the old petrol engine, that's been going on, hasn't it? Well, and the diesel. That's been going on for hundreds of years. And when did they start? I don't know, when was the first petrol engine? Talking of which, my old Lister, I've got a Lister D engine out the back under the patio roof. It, I started work on it. I've done quite a lot to it a couple of years ago. No, about a year ago it was. And I'm hoping this year to get it running. It's a stationary engine, you know, uh, like they have at these shows, don't they? They've got traction engines and little stationary engines driving water pumps and stuff like that going toom, 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 toom. <laughs> so the neighbours will love that once it's going I know some of the neighbours listen to this so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll only run it quietly I'll wait till you go out before I fire it up now I'm looking forward to that I've done a lot of work on all the bits and pieces I've done a lot of painting rubbing down painting cleaning up stuff getting new bits and pieces new gaskets so looking forward to having a go at that this year my hobby, as you know, is amateur you know, amateur radio, ham radio. But it's nice to have something else. A friend of mine's got a Jeep. He does ham radio, but he's also got a, a Willys Jeep, you know, 1940s American Jeep. So he's got two hobbies. He also likes cycling and things like that, which I don't. Uh, I don't like bikes because the roads are too dangerous, too full of traffic. But it's nice for me to have that other hobby because I don't want to sit here all day talking on the radio to people all around the world. Good though it is, good fun. But I like to have something else so I can go in, in the summer, sit out on the patio. I've got a milking stall. <laughs> no, I don't milk the engine. A three-legged milking stall, which is right, just the right height. I can just sit on that, just the right height to tinker with the engine, which I've put on a, a trolley, you know, it wheels around. So uh, I shall be out there. Picture this in my t-shirt and my shorts <laughs> in the summer, sitting on my milking stool. No, don't picture that. But seriously, it is nice to have a, a hobby. Some people just don't have hobbies at all. They get bored. I, don't, I can't imagine ever, ever being bored. From the minute I wake up at sort of four, half four in the morning, I'm thinking, right, today, what am I going to do? I'll do this, or I'll put that aerial up. Bit of gardening, because I like gardening as well. Potter about the garden, do a bit of... Uh, work on one of the fences or something, sort something out, sort out the bird table because that's a bit loose. I, I just like all these little jobs to do in the summer. 
was really nice. Talking of the summer, I'm getting on well with my walks every morning. We go out every morning, both of us, Tricia and myself. We head off every morning fairly early because it's nice and quiet. But I'm really looking forward to the summer for the walks. I remember that last summer. Absolutely fantastic. Walking, especially six, seven o'clock in the morning, something like that. Earlier the better. The sun's up, blue sky, the birds are singing. Hardly anyone around if you can get up early enough. Perfect for a walk that time of day. The only thing is, I wish that we lived a little bit nearer to the countryside because Trish often says, oh, well, let's drive into the country and have a walk. But that means driving. I don't want to drive because then you've got to park somewhere. I just don't want that. I just want to leave the house and go for a walk in the woods. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the house isn't in the woods, so I can't do that. We've got the beach. That's only a mile to the south of where we are. But I don't like the beach. I don't want to walk along the seafront. It's, I don't know, it's, I don't know what it is. You get a bit of a breeze off the sea for a start, which isn't nice. The world, what's that expression? The world and his dog. Oh no, the world and his wife are down there on the promenade. I just don't like it. It's too many people, too much going on. Whereas in the countryside, the only thing is going on are the birds singing, which is lovely. Well, I've had a bit of a break because we had some family round. It's now Wednesday and the walk I did this morning. Now, I blame my brother-in-law because he's always saying to me, oh, you should walk, you should walk a lot. It's good for you. We even go out for a walk in the pouring rain. And I thought, well, OK, I'll go out for a walk in the pouring rain. We did. We had to go to the post office and do other bits and pieces. We did a fair old distance, but we got soaked. I mean, I had the, the coat on, you know, the proper raincoat type thing and everything. But I, I don't know. It was cold and wet and a bit of a horrible wind. And it was just horrible. So I'm not doing that again. I said Versa 2, didn't I? It's not a Versa 2 watch. It's a Versa 3. I don't know what the difference is, but it's a Versa 3 that my daughter gave me friend of mine came round the other day. Honestly, he talks a lot. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so I know I can talk about him. <laughs> well, I hope he doesn't. He talks a lot. From the minute he came round, I said to him, yeah, pop round. He wanted a valve or something for an old radio. I said, yeah, I've got one. Pop round and pick it up. Of course, when he turned up, I said, well, you come and have a cup of tea. That was a mistake. I was hoping he'd say, oh, no, I'm in a bit of a rush. Anyway, he came in. Talk, 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 talk. He didn't seem to take a breath. I was wondering, does he breathe at all? Is it just one big out gasp of breath? He doesn't breathe in at all. Perhaps he's got gills behind his ears. And I couldn't get rid of him. And it was, my head was spinning. You know, I, I can't explain it. How do I describe it? His talk, 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 going round and round and round in my head. I needed to escape. I said, hang on, I hang on, I need the loo. And I went and found Trish and I said, can you phone my mobile? Pretend you're my mum or something and there's an emergency. So I went back to where Brian was. He was just having his cup of tea. Mobile went and I said, oh, hello, mum. All right. I said, oh, what's happened? Calm down. And uh, yeah, Brian's looking at me. He stopped talking while I was on the phone, which is amazing. And I said, don't worry, mum. We will be round. I said, we'll leave now. We'll be 10 minutes. OK, we'll get in the car straight round you. Don't panic. Don't do anything. And I hung up and... Brian said, uh, everything all right? I said, oh, it's my mum. Sorry, Brian, got to go, bit of a panic. I led him into the hall. He just finished his tea. I led him into the hall, to the front. I opened the front door for him and I started to put my jacket on as if I was going out. And he said, oh, by the way, did I tell you about blah, 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 blah? 
And I said, sorry, sorry, Brian, not now. I've got to get round to my mum's. So I moved to the front door, like trying to usher him outside. And he said, oh, you know that neighbour of mine, that old lady? Well, I'll tell you what happened the other day. This, honestly, this is no word of a lie. I said, Brian, please, I've got to go and see my mum. I don't want to know about your neighbour. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Then Trish came out. She said, everything all right? I said, oh, it's my mum. We've got to get round there. Right, she said, put her jacket on. And she was kind of ushering Brian. We got him out to the front, the front drive. Trish got in the car. I opened the car door. I got in. My door was still open because he was talking. He said, I've just, just got to tell you this. Just listen to this. And I just said, sorry, Brian, move your car. I've got to go. Move your car. And he did in the end. We sat in the car. He drove off. And we went back indoors and I said to her, I can't do this. He was, I hate that expression, but he was doing my head in. Absolutely doing my head in. Incessant talking. Do you know people like that? Email me if you, if you do. Raise rants at protonmail.com. There was a kid at school like that. Talk, 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 talk. You know, the teacher used to send him to the back of the class. I liked getting sent to the back of the class. A lot of teachers would send the kids, right, you sit at the front of the class where I can keep an eye on you if you're talking and being bad. This teacher used to send you to the back of the class. So I would talk, rabbit, 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 get to the back of the class, oh, that's good. I could sit at the back of the class and read my comic. Do you remember the dandy and the beano? I used to read those, I had them in my satchel. I used to sit at the back of the class reading my comic. Oh, happy days. I was reminded of the happy days the other evening I was watching the adverts and I must have watched about six adverts, I suppose, in a row. One was a very lengthy advert about a mattress. It went on and on and on and on. I was watching this about the mattress. I was getting heavily into it. And, you know, they went and put a programme on, part two of this programme. And I thought, oh, come on, get, I'm watching the adverts. Anyway, the programme was only on for a couple of minutes, but then we're back to the adverts. I do wish they wouldn't interrupt adverts with programmes. It, it spoils it for me. Now, you're thinking it's the other way around. Of course it's the other way around. Adverts, good grief. They are so annoying. I often forget what programme it is where I watch it. I'll say to Trish, what are we watching? She'll say, oh, Midsummer Murders or Poirot. Oh, yes, yeah, so we are. I just, I don't know, the adverts have been going on for so long, I forget what programme we're watching. And I was reminded of the old days because they would have sensible adverts on, not shouting at you, just for a minute or two, just a few adverts, then back to the programme. And I loved it. I remember when I worked in the radio and TV workshop back in the 60s, every Monday morning, was it nine or ten o'clock, they'd have new adverts. What they did... The TV state, well, it was only ITV, that was all there was, just BBC and ITV. But on Monday morning, the ITV would run all the new adverts that, uh, that had come out. They weren't actually ready to show them, so what they would do is put them all on, all in succession on Monday morning. It's quite interesting, actually. We used to sit at the bench having a cup of coffee and a, a cigarette, having a fag and a coffee, <laughs> and watch all the new adverts. And what it was for was for the company, I mean, say they're advertising something for, I don't know, Johnson's baby powder or whatever, then the, the directors or whoever at Johnson's would watch the advert on telly and then have a mumble amongst themselves. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. OK, we'll go with that. And they'd say to ITV, yep, yeah, we like the advert, we'll go with it. Or no, we don't like it, change it. 
And it was quite interesting watching the new ads come out each Monday morning. But uh, as I said, that, that's the days before they used to shout at you. Remember that dreadful double glazing advert? Buy one and get one free. I said, buy one, get one free. And the bloke would shout. What is it with audio levels on the TV? Well, and the radio to an extent. One programme, you, you turn the volume up because it's very quiet. The adverts come on, blast your head off. <laughs> I don't know. Take me back, country roads. I must start singing. To the old days. Take me back to the old days. You know, I was saying the other day about do you want to go forward or back 50, 55 years? The more that's happening in the world, the more I want to go back. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what's that noise? Someone out in the street. I've just made myself a cup of tea, so I shall enjoy that. And a weather report for uh, for Bob <laughs> and and anyone else who, who wants to have a listen. Uh, I don't know, where are we? It's Friday now. It's Friday. I've done a little bit each week on the podcast episode. Oh, by the way, I went to the dentist again. Yes, again. Another £300. <laughs> what on this time? A not, not a gum guard, mouth guard. It's a tooth. It's a plastic thing that's uh, designed to fit my teeth. You stick it on your teeth at night and it stops you grinding your teeth. And it does work. It's very good. I have to say, it's very good. It's, I thought it would be uncomfortable. He said, you've got to wear it religiously every night, four nights a week. I don't know why four. 300 quid, I don't know. Where's it all end? Back in the 50s, I remember I was in a pushchair, so I must have been pretty young, about 10. <laughs> and I went to the dentist. Well, I was pushed there by my mother. Torture it was. I'm a reminder. Oh, she'll probably listen to this. And I came out of that dentist with blood pouring out of my mouth, all down my, my bib thing I had on the front. And that, that is what put me off dentists. I was screaming. I don't know what he'd done. Probably ripped a tooth out. That was in the days of the, the very slow drills, not the high speed ones, the very slow drill. And it was driven with string. Look it up on the internet, a vintage dentist drill or something. Probably didn't call them drill, torture chamber driven with bits of string around pulleys and it was all angled like an angle poised lamp all the joints and that so he could move around and some of the that was at least driven by an electric motor but some of the earlier early ones were driven by a foot pedal so the dentist is doing his foot going dunk 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 trying to hold his hand still while he's pumping this pedal and trying to drill <laughs> drill your tooth honestly no wonder i'll tell you what the amount of people that do not go to a dentist now in the UK, was it, and without a word of a lie, because you know I'd never lie to you, I think something like 75% of people don't go to the dentist. For a start, there's no NHS dentist anymore, the national health stuff. The private ones, well, as I've been saying, <laughs> cost a fortune, £2,000 last year for three crowns. That's the one I said sounds like a pub. There was a pub. There is a pub called The Three Grounds. Nice pub, actually. Um, 600 quid each or over. It totaled 2,000, just under. One of the crowns fell off anyway. That's enough about dentists. My dentist said to me, it's hard work being a dentist. I said, what do you mean hard work? Because we were talking about different jobs. And he said, what do you do? I said, I'm retired. I know I look young, far too young to be retired. And I said... Um, I said to him, yeah, I should have been a dentist because he said, what did you do? And I mentioned vintage radio restoration. I said, I should have been a dentist by the look of the money you make. Oh, no, he said, no, no, it's hard work. 
hard work? Well, sitting there drilling people's faces off, how can that be hard work? Good grief. I must admit, I wouldn't like that job, you know, poking around in people's mouths. I don't want that. Anyway, there we are. That's my gum. No, it's not a gum guard. It's a sports type thing put on your teeth at night. It tastes of oranges. I don't know why. But apart from that tooth that's still mucking around, he said, I said to him, are we going to take it out? And he said, no, 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 we'll decide next time. And I said, well, we were going to decide this time. No, we'll decide next time. I think I'll take it out myself. I've got some pliers somewhere. I must have a look. But apart from that, health-wise, I'm doing well. I've got, I told you about, I've got my Versa 3 watch, my um, Fitbit Versa 3, and I'm doing all that properly. I'm going off for a walk every day. And the, the sleep thing is interesting. Do you know we had none of this? Do you know my first watch back in the, oh, the 50s, it was a Timex, a Timex watch. And everyone said, don't let, don't get a magnet near it. If you get a magnet near it, it'll wreck it. And this kid at school, he'd heard this and he had a, a big fat magnet in his blazer pocket. Because things like magnets back then, school kids had magnets, catapults, bits and pieces like that, bits of string, anything like that in your blazer pocket, because it's all good fun. And he heard that, uh, you know, you mustn't get magnets near people's watches. So what he was doing, had this magnet in his hand, and slyly going up and putting it near people's watches to ruin them. And it did. My Timex, after he did that, it was hopeless. I'd only had it a few days. It was a birthday present. It was hopeless. It obviously magnetised something within the watch and it was timekeeping was all over the place. But I was really proud of that first watch. Then my nan, she gave me, she had a load of old men's watches. I don't know where she got them from. I think they were her her husband, I'm not sure, granddad's, anyway. She gave me this watch and it worked, self-winding. As you move your wrist, you'd hear it going, I took the back off to have a look, as you do. And in the back was a kind of flywheel, well, no, just a, a quarter. Imagine quarter of a circle, lump of metal, that was flying around the, the central point, the pivot. So whenever you move your wrist, it flies around. And it was great. It worked. I had that one a long time. I didn't take it to school because of that stupid kid. But it was great. I had that watch for many, many years. No wind-up thing. I had a little thing on it to set the time, obviously. I don't think that one had a date. But all the technology then was more... I suppose, is the word exciting. I mean, these days, I, I got a new iPad recently. Goodness knows how many hundreds of pounds that was, I forget. I got a new iPad, and it's okay, but it's not exciting. Perhaps it's because I was a kid back then. Anything, my first transistor radio I got, I remember that. Was I 12 for Christmas or birthday? That was exciting. Oh, wow, transistor radio. I'd had old ones, like the one I bought for two bob from that chap. This was a brand new Perdio transistor radio. And it was brilliant. Tuning around at night, all the different stations, of course, medium wave, AM as you call it, was packed. Absolutely packed then. Talking of um, radio, chap email, <laughs> emailed me the other day. You know, I do these videos about old radios and army stuff and all, all this stuff. I do all these YouTube videos. Well, I was saying on one of the videos, amateur radio. Amateur, as in ham radio, amateur radio. He said it's not amateur, as in C-H-E-R, amateur. It's amateur. <laughs> he spelt it properly. I don't know. I didn't. I just did the thumbs up to him. Yep, thank you. Thumbs up. Thank you for pointing that out. 
amateur. I've always said amateur radio. I suppose it is amateur. Amateur. Is it amateur? Amateur radio. Ham radio. That's got out of that problem, isn't it? Ham radio. I used to teach English as a foreign language, you know, to like French and Spanish students. They'd come over here, they'd stay for a few weeks in the summer, and uh, I taught them English. That was quite good fun, actually. Then I get some bloke talking to me about pronunciation. Well, anyway, he is quite right, actually. It's not amateur. But, uh, yeah, that was quite interesting, that job. When I first did it, it was cash in hand. Well, I better not mention that because I didn't pay tax on it. <laughs> Happy days. All that went on. Ah, now, you see, back in those days, there weren't credit cards. Well, one or two people had. Didn't they have... What was the first? American Express came in, didn't it? And oh, was the diner's club or diner's card I remember a friend of mine he said I've got an American Express card he was a bit posh well he thought he was posh but he wasn't I hate people like that they think they're something when they're not and he was always on about this American Express card flashing this card around but wherever he went you know, we go to the pub we're all paying cash they wouldn't take his card in the pub no 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 we do cash here nothing else <laughs> so that was funny but in those days I don't know what the Inland Revenue did. Uh, what is it? in um, IRS, isn't it, in America? Inland Revenue Services. I mean, most most jobs, you get a plumber or electrician around, give him cash. These days, it's all kind of card payments. So they could, <laughs> at the end of the, the week, they're doing their books. You know, right, I've taken 100 quid. Right, 50 for me. Right, I've only taken 50 quid this week. <laughs> And there was no, people didn't get receipts. I mean, you might do if you've had a plumber come round and do a job, he might give you a receipt. But a lot of jobs, imagine the amount of money the inland revenue lost on unpaid or undeclared earnings, unpaid tax. <laughs> of course, this is why I suppose they want to do away with cash now. I don't have cash in my pocket anymore. I've got a five pound note in my mobile phone case. That's just, yeah, you know, I might need it. I might be stuck somewhere. I might need a fiver. might need to rush into a pub for a beer. Actually, a fiver's not enough, is it, for a beer? Stone the crows. I never thought I'd say that. I remember when beer, lager it was, filthy stuff, went up to a pound a pint. People in the pub, a pound? Oh, what? Because it was 98p. We all went in one evening. And the landlord said, it's a pound a pint now, lads. It's gone up tuppence. Pound? We were looking at each other. No, not paying that. Of course, we all did. And now we're paying goodness knows what for a pint. I mean, wherever you go, it's four quid, isn't it, at least. And in London, I haven't been up there. I don't go to London anymore. I don't like it. But in London, I hear it can be anything up to sort of 10 quid a pint. Uh, that's not just in, a, I suppose, is that in a club or a restaurant? Or I went to a restaurant recently down here in, uh, in the sunny south. <laughs> and I had a bottle of these bottles of Spitfire. In this supermarket, they're on offer for a pound. And I had a bottle of Spitfire in this, was it Taiwanese? I don't know where it was, restaurant. And it was just under five quid. Blimey. <laughs> they're getting them up the road in the supermarket for a quid and flogging them for five. It's a way to make money. Talk about I'm only trying to earn a shilling, governor. Stoner crows. But it was all cash back. Oh, and cheques, of course, cheques. Now, they were dodgy. Cheques were dodgy. Well, not all of them. They're only dodgy if you took a cheque from a dodgy geezer. <laughs> but they used to bounce. I think in France it's a criminal offence. I'm not sure that it was here, or perhaps it is now. But if you, in France, am I right, if you 
knowingly wrote out a cheque and it was going to bounce, you knew it would bounce, you go to prison. So I don't know. I don't know whether that's the case here or not. But then you'd have to put a card number on the back of the cheque so the bank would honour it. Is that right? I prefer the old days of cash. All this card stuff, touching stuff. And what is it people do? They come up behind you. They can see your wallet sticking out of your back pocket, which it shouldn't be. You shouldn't have it there. It'll get nicked. And they put their phone near it or something and take 30 quid out of your bank. <laughs> Dear, how things have changed. I don't know, forward 55 years or back 55 years. Definitely back, I think. I used to go over the road to the pub at lunchtime when I was a radio and TV apprentice engineer. We'd go over to this. It was the central, the central hotel. But the bar was open to everyone, you know. Go over there at lunchtime. Egg and chips and a pint of mild. And it was, what was it, seven and six? Seven shillings and sixpence. <laughs> oh, something like that. Or was it, no, actually it was less. I think I've got an idea it was one and I can't remember. But it was next to, no, now if you go over there now, can I have egg and chips and a pint of mild? They'll probably say, yeah, 15 pounds. <laughs> price of wine. Oh, price of wine in pubs. A pint of lager, please, and a glass of uh, white wine. Yep, there we are. 17 quid. What? <laughs> no wonder people have deserted pubs. No wonder all the pubs are closed. I remember when I was young, your teens, saying to the old boys in the pub, oh, you know, if it's a pound a pint, they'd say, I remember when it was a penny a pint. What, a penny a pint? Good grief, that's, that's amazing. But of course, it's all relative, isn't it? And now I'm saying to youngsters, I remember when it was a pound a pint. Actually, I remember when it was 32, no, 16p a pint, 16 pence. I don't, why do we call it pounds and pence? Surely cents is better. Anyway, that's another issue. I went into the, it was the Mulberry pub with my brother-in-law. I said, two pints of DD, please. And the chap, no, the girl, she said, 32 pence. There you go, 16 pence a pint. I don't know what that is in your money. You'll have to work that out, 16 pence. Of course, now I say to people, I remember when it was 16 pence or a pound a pint, and they can't believe that. Good grief, they say. Well, they don't. I say good grief. It's the same with cigarettes. When I used to smoke many years ago, well, when I was in my teens, I don't know what they were, one and six for 20, two shillings for 20 or something. I think they're 10 pounds a packet. Some of them now, 10 quid a packet. Blimey. And in, in those days, you know, someone would smoke perhaps 40 or 60 a day. Okay, 10 quid a packet of 20. If you're smoking... 60 a day, 30 pounds a day. It's just incredible. You can't, in the old days, you, you can't flash the ash like we used to. You can't do that now. In the old days, you'd get your cigarettes out. Oh, flash the ash. And you'd give half a dozen fags away, you know, to all your, your friends around you. You can't do that these days. You know, cigarettes are about 10 quid each. <laughs> Mind you, shouldn't smoke. Serves you right for smoking, you see. I used to enjoy smoking. I shouldn't say that because youngsters are listening to me. Mind you, youngsters listening to me, do you do this vaping? I was following a chap the other day. I went down to post a letter. Yeah, we still have letter boxes here. We still write letters and put them in envelopes with stamps on. They haven't quite got rid of that yet. I was following this chap and I'd only just you know, come out of my place, walking down the road behind this chap. And suddenly I'm engulfed in this steam. Woof! All coming out of him. It came each side of his head. Woof! All over me. I don't know what he was smoking. It smelled like bonfire. These various um, flavours they have, don't they? Or whatever they are. 
And I, I, was, I couldn't see where I was going. Have you seen that? I was driving along once, not so long ago, and uh, the car in front suddenly, a load of, it looked like a steam engine. All this came out of the driver's window, woof. I thought the car was on fire. <laughs> it wasn't, no, the car wasn't on fire, the chap was. I don't know, I just, see again, in the old days, we had proper cigarettes and we called them fags. Oh, you can't do that now. Oh dear, you can't call anyone fag. No, I don't mean anyone, you can't call them fags. We used to take our tranny down the beach. What, what you're saying? <gasps> tranny, you can't say tranny, it was a transistor radio. Everyone called it a tranny. You can't, you have to be careful now. No, we'd go down the beach with our fags and our trannies and have a great, a gay time. <laughs> oh dear, that's it, I'm going to get banned now from the, the podcast uh, host. I'm going to get chucked out. I don't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, but in the old days you could say what you like. I've told you before, haven't I? You, know, you, could, you, could, you could do the wolf. I'm just making myself comfortable in my chair. Do you know what? I need a cup of tea. I do need tea. There's a car door. Who's that? Someone's turned up. You could wolf whistle, you know? Just like that, uh, girls, I've said all this before, there's no point in going over it. Ah, someone said to me the other day, you told me that twice already. As I get older, I keep repeating myself. You'll have to listen to all the hundreds of podcast episodes I've done, listen to one after the other, and you'll think, well, hang on, he did that last time, and the time before, and the time before that. No, but seriously, I did, I did used to enjoy it the old days. I mean, girls would shout back at us as well, you know, we'd shout something across the street or out of the car windows were driving past and they'd shout stuff back just as bad or just as good whichever way you look at it I think it's just as good happy days you could say you, I don't know you could say things without worrying mind you it's the social media isn't it that's what's done it I do I like the social media I do enjoy it you know, I, I'm on Facebook and all these up what is it WhatsApp and what's off and <laughs> all this other stuff uh, here's the thing right now my son he says no 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 don't go on that don't go on this one don't go on that no because they track you they'll find out what you're doing they know what you're saying they'll send adverts to you I know I know he, as he says here's the thing I know all that but what do you do this is the trouble what do you do you say okay I'm not going on any of these because they track you and send you adverts and they nick your identity well they don't do that well I don't know they might do so you don't go on any of these platforms, you're cut off. I'd be cut off for the, our entire family because we send each other birthday wishes and photos. Oh, look what happened to us last night. And Oh, look, here's the, you know, here's the little child growing up, little grandchild growing up. Uh, this is him in the, in the garden yesterday. You know, it's stuff like that. You get all these photos, which is good. I, I must admit, I have taken one or two off my mobile phone because they can track, apparently they can track where you are. And when I, say to, when I say to my son, oh, I don't care if people know where I am. He says, no, 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 here's the thing. <laughs> it's not just where you are. And he's right. He goes into it, all the details of what's happening. But uh, I don't know. There we are. Anyway, in the old days, we didn't have mobile phones. No one tracked us. Did we have stalkers? We did, actually. I was stalked. This girl I knew, it was awful. I went out with her for, a, I don't know, a few weeks on and off. And in the end, that we sort of broke up. Well, she didn't. I did. I, I got a bit fed up with her because she was too much. And she started following me. She'd hang around outside the house or just down the road from the house. And you know, I lived at home with my parents. And she'd follow me. She would. She'd follow me down the road. 
and she'd see which pub I'm going to. Because I very often didn't drive to the pub. I mean, in those days, they didn't have all the kind of breath tests that they do now. Most people did drive to the pub. They didn't drive home drunk, but after a few beers, you could do that. So I used to walk. There were two or three pubs, I think, within walking distance. And I'd see her. I'd look round. I'd see her following me. And I'd, I'd go into the pub, get myself a beer, start chatting to the lads. And she'd come in and she'd say, oh, oh, hello. I didn't know you were here. Of course she did. So I was stalked. It actually, it went on quite a while. I had to have a word with her dad in the end. She was, well, she was only, what, yeah, I don't know, teens, late teens. And she lived at home. I had to have a word with her dad. I think he was annoyed, as annoyed with her as, as I was, because he said she keeps going out. <laughs> he used to lock her in her room, and she'd get out the window, <laughs> upstairs bedroom, and she'd get out the window I mean, you know, to go to the pub and find me. Mind you, I suppose that was my own fault, because I'm just incredibly good-looking. I said earlier that I'm doing a little bit of the podcast each week. I meant each day, didn't I? What is happening to my brain? It's, it's not working. It's packing up. I blame the dentist for drilling in my head. It's now Saturday. Lunchtime, sa- well, coming up to lunchtime Saturday. I'm always starved, so it must be near lunchtime. Quarter to 12. We have lunch at 12 on a Saturday, which is rather nice. So, yes, it's a, a little bit each day I've been doing. I said earlier about London. I said, oh, I don't go to London anymore. I don't like it. I don't anymore. In the old days, when I was a boy... In my teens, early 20s, I used to drive up there in my car. Every Saturday at one stage, I was driving up to London. It was fantastic. Take a few mates in the car. Brilliant time. You know, we'd go to all sorts of places. Soho, I won't tell you about Soho. <laughs> well, we were young. No, we didn't do anything dreadful. Well, it was just good fun going around these places, having a look. It was a, a good sort of night out. Uh, we never worried about how we're going to get home. You know, go, go back to the car, wherever we'd parked that. And uh, if we were tired or we'd had some drinks, which we normally had, we'd just sleep in the car till the next morning, then drive back down to the coast here and you know, go home, <laughs> go home to your mum. Got any breakfast, mum? Where have you been? Oh, I've just, uh, I just popped out. You've been out all night. No, 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 no. No, I haven't. <laughs> but London then was fantastic. You know, it really was all the sights and everything, you know, Leicester Square, Hyde Park, Piccadilly Circus. As a boy, I was taken up there and we'd see Buckingham Palace, Big Ben, all the sights, you know, fantastic. Um, Cutty Sark. I've been there. Uh, I last went to see the Cutty Sark only a few years ago. That's when, that's the last time I went to London and I didn't like it. I must admit, I didn't like it. Too many people. Uh, someone said, oh, we're going on the underground to so-and-so. And I said, no, 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 I'm not going on the underground. I'm not going on the tube. Too many people packed out. Uh, they always used to say on the tube, be careful because of pickpockets. But these days, it's worse than just having your, your wallet nicked. Other things happen anyway. We won't go into all that. But I don't like London anymore. And it is a shame the way things have changed. But I mean, if you live in London, it'd be nice to hear from you. Raise rants at protonmail.com. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear from you. Tell me you know, what it's like. What's the? Can you walk to a local pub at night? Are you safe doing that? Have you got a local pub you, you go around to meet your friends in there? What's it like? Times have changed, of course, but I'd like to know what it's like now because, I, as I say, I'm not going up there again. But it would be interesting to hear from you. 
what's it like in the daytime? Do you walk around? I mean, I suppose you walk around looking at shops and going places. It is packed, isn't it? Markets. They still have markets. Some of the markets were good. As a boy, I used to go to, um, where was I taken? Hampton Court. I used to like that. Now, I used to go up to Carnaby Street in my teens and early 20s quite a lot to get clothes, which was good. And also just to have a look. On one of my, I told you earlier, I, I used to teach English as a foreign language. What I had to do one, uh, one day was take the students. We'd, uh, we had a coach booked. And we took them to London. I think there was myself and another teacher. We took perhaps, was it 30 or 40 students up to London? And of course, we got there. The coach driver said, right, you've got to get back here by four o'clock, all of you, because I'm not hanging about. And I'm thinking, well, I can't control this lot. The other teacher was uh, um, younger than me. She, she was lovely, but she was a little bit... Um, well, they used to call her lettuce. <laughs> I don't know why they called her lettuce. I think she, she was a bit limp. Is that the word? A bit limp, a bit weak. And anyway, lettuce was no good. And I said to the kids, look, you've got to be back here. I said uh, half an hour early. So I said, half past three. And anyway, they all wandered off. And uh, this lettuce and myself, we looked around Carnaby Street. We had a nice pub lunch. And of course, uh, at half past three, we're back at the meeting place. And only half the kids turned up. Of course, then the coach driver was there and he was saying, I'm not hanging about. I think in the end we had about three or four missing. And he said, that's it, we're, we're all on the coach. He said, that's it, I'm not waiting any longer. He was just about to drive off. And these three or four kids, I, we could see running towards the coach, waving at us, and, hey, wait for us, wait for us, or whatever they were saying. Was it Spanish? or I think they were Spanish uh, students or French. Yeah, I think they were Spanish. They were shouting out in Spanish, presumably, wait for us, or something, something dreadful, I expect. But I didn't like that at all. Never again, I thought, never again. As I'm always saying, things were so different back in the old days. There was so much more countryside around. I was looking recently, I uh, went out for a drive. We were, I bought a, a dash cam, you know, a new one. We had one, it's 10 years old. So we bought a new one. It's rather good. It tells you if you change lanes and uh, if you're speeding. And it tells you all sorts of things. If the traffic in front is moving and you're not, it'll say, come on, hurry up. Well, it doesn't, it beeps at you. So we were testing this and we're driving around a lot of places that used to be lovely countryside. It's just now housing estates. And in fact, there's a place near us called Goring Gap, which is a, a basically it's a farmer's field. It's a huge field. And every year there's corn or wheat or whatever it is growing there. And apparently now there are going to be 475 houses built on this piece of land. And it is such a shame I, I don't know who has said that they can build there, but uh, even the local council are fighting it, so that's something. But it's dreadful. Why do they have to keep building on... I mean, it, that is farmland. Every year, as I say, there are crops growing there. Why do they have to keep building more and more houses? There's too, <laughs> there's too many people. I don't know what's going <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's not funny. There's another piece uh, of land called Learner's Paradise. That's where all the learners go in their cars, you know, their first time out on a road. They go down to Learner's Paradise. That's a bit of farmland, but there's a kind of road on the land itself. And people are saying, oh, they'll be building there next. And everyone's up in arms about that. It's awful. All this building everywhere, building houses everywhere. It's such a shame. We're a small island. This is the trouble. I don't think people realise we're a small island. And we just can't take any more 
increase in population. People have got to stop having babies. <laughs> Didn't they do that in China? Didn't they say to people, you can only have one child or something like that in the old days? Because uh, they were getting kind of, their population was billions or whatever it was. I don't know what it is now. But people have got to realise that there's only so much room. You can't just keep building more and more houses. There'll be no land left. No green land, no parks, no woods, no nothing. OK, I think I'll call it a day. <clears throat> I don't know where that came from, that expression, call it a day. A friend of mine was always saying, as a general rule, whatever he was telling you about, as a general rule, that's it. And I always used to say, let's call it a day. <laughs> call it a day to his general rule. Email me if you've got any comments, raiserants at protonmail.com and I shall talk to you all next Wednesday briefly on the midweek message. Not the mid-weekend message, <laughs> as I said earlier. And I shall look forward to the next podcast episode, the, the longer one, next Sunday. In the meantime, take care, look after yourselves. Bye-bye for now.